0: <laughs> now that's a scale by Burr on the lead to DJ Lady! Pierce for three. It's good! Welcome to the Celtics Rewind. I'm JP. And I am NASA GM. What's up, y'all? What's up, everybody? This is episode two of the Celtics Rewind, talking all things Boston Celtics this season. I'm your host, JP, and usually, my co-host nat will be with me but unfortunately she is under the weather so prayers go out to her hopefully she gets the feeling better and get her some rest because she's so dope as a content creator uh talking boston celtics and other um basketball stuff and also nfl stuff so shout out to nat um so i am riding solo today like jason Dulo, riding solo so this is episode two. We're going to be talking about the Boston Celtics versus the Miami Heat, the second game of the Boston Celtics. And Boston Celtics defeated the Miami Heat 119 one eleven. This is a game that everybody was looking forward to because of what happened in game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals or just the whole series in general between the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. Well, the Miami Heat had the Boston Celtics number in game seven. Boston just couldn't really do anything against the Miami Heat, and Miami Heat just tore us up. And Brad Stevens took it personally and made moves to get Christoph Porzingis and Drew Holiday. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon's gone. Marcus Smart's gone. Uh, Grant Williams is gone. Robert Williams is gone. So this is a new look Boston Celtic team with a starting five that is really dangerous with Drew Holiday, Derek White, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Christoph Porzingis with a okay bench. Maybe there's going to be more moves going before the trade deadline so that we can have at least a quality bench player that can score consistently. Hopefully we just have to wait and see. Brad Stevens, hopefully you're listening to this. Um, But anyways, let's go ahead and get into the game here. This game, it should have been as close as it was. I feel like Boston could have played a lot better, but that first quarter, I mean the Heat just kicked the Boston Celtics ass. I mean, Bam Adebato was unbelievable. Tyler Hero was unbelievable. You was thinking in the first quarter as a Celtics fan, damn, what could we do just to beat the Miami Heat? I mean, they was just hitting their shots and Boston just couldn't do anything defensively against them. And that first quarter was just really slow, really, really slow. Um, And we kind of finally figured out our rhythm and kind of got better. But it was still like very – it was still close game. Like it wasn't really like a huge lead or anything. It was still really close the first three periods. I think uh, it was like the biggest lead was like six points, but there was like a lot of league changes. So it was like a really uh, good game, but Boston could have played a lot better than that. So, my first takeaway um, when seeing this game was the starting five of the Boston Celtics. We're talking about Drew Holiday, Derek White, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Christoph Porzingis scored 111 points out of 119 points. Eight points came off the bench. That just tells you our bench is terrible. They are terrible. Our starting five scored 111 points. Pretty much, like, if you took the eight bench points away, we'd pretty much be going into overtime with the Miami Heat. <laughs> with just that starting five only. That just tells you that that starting five for Boston is really dangerous. Like, when they're clicking on all signals, they're really dangerous to stop. Offensively and defensively, too, as well. But scoring 111 points out of 119 that's just crazy. The bench got to play a whole lot better than it. And hopefully they will. And like I said, Brad Stevens is not make done making moves. He knows the bench is probably terrible. So we'll hopefully we can get like a good quality player. We we'll just have to wait and see. Another takeaway um, points in the paint, the Boston Celtics beat the Miami Heat. In the paint by 16 points. He scored 52 points in the paint. Compared to the mommy. He's 36. Um, Derek White. I mean if you were talking about the biggest takeaway. Of the Boston Celtics. Is Derek White. Derek White had himself a game. He scored 28 points. He had 5 3 point shots. He had 3 huge blocks. All of them on Jimmy Butler. <laughs> you know what's funny. I put out like a TikTok. Of just. All three block shots by Derrick White on Jimmy Butler. I just said, Derrick White on Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler didn't have a great game, unfortunately. He scored 14 points, but he was like 3-4 of 11 shooting. Like, Jimmy Butler just couldn't do anything with Daryl White. <laughs> like, he couldn't. Like, any time he was, like, open to go finish with a layup or a dunk, Derrick White is just swarming it away especially like that fourth quarter when bam blocked uh Jalen Brown's shot and Jimmy Butler was like all the way to the rim like open and Dale White hustling back like looking like LeBron James and just swatting it away I was like damn Dale White is just a bad dude like I just love the transition of Derek White because when the Boston Celtics got him a couple years ago in the trade, he wasn't really a great three-point shooter. Like, he was facilitating. He was playing defense. And then just seeing how better he got. Like, he was all defensive last season, and he probably going to end up being all defensive this season with Drew Holiday. Like, that's a scary backcourt. And him just going and just hustling and swatting block shots away like Man, shout out to Daryl White and score eight straight points in the fourth quarter when the heat was up by one point and he pretty much scored eight straight points. Like Daryl White, it was the MVP of this game. No doubt about it. Shout out to Daryl White. Shout out to his haircut too, as well, because he is playing a lot different. <laughs> he is playing a lot different. Um, Jason Tatum had the highest plus-minus on the team. He ended up with twenty-two points, eight rebounds, five assists. Uh, he looks really, he looks really good this season. Um, he's being more aggressive, getting to the paint. He's taking advantage of matchups, especially with uh, i seen he's taking advantage on the young rookie for the Heat, uh, Jaime Váquez Jr. He was just taking advantage of him, just getting anything he wanted. And I like this version of Jason Tatum because whenever he takes like tough shots or tries to hit too many threes. It's like, this is not the Jason Tatum we was looking for. We're looking for the Jason Tatum that will take command, will go and finish at the rim because he could finish at the rim. It's just like, he just has to have that mindset to do it. So just seeing him just being aggressive, getting to the paint and just taking advantage, just getting mid-range shots, getting layups, being able to uh, hit a few three-point shots. This is the Jason Tatum we are looking for. And like I said in the first episode, it is Jason Tatum's season to win the MVP trophy. Like, no doubt about it. The Celtics team is going to be the favorites to win the championship. And if Jason Tatum plays like this and gets that MVP and plays at an MVP level, I don't see why Boston ain't going to win the championship. I feel like they're going to win the championship. Of course, there's going to be dark horses. Of course, there's going to be tough teams that Boston has to go through. But with that starting five, they look a lot different this year. And... When you look at last year, especially in the second half, they are, they struggled so much in late game situations that they was just struggling to find shots. They're struggling to make shots. They were struggling. They were turning the ball over. Like, damn, like they'd be blowing leads. And then looking at this game, they were just so poised and they know that they have this and. They just start going to work and hitting their shots and playing defense. Like this is Boston Boston Celtics right here. This is a new look Celtics with Porzingis and Holiday added to the team. This is a new look and I love it. I love it so much. Now still, we still have to stop turning the ball over many times. Boston had 15 turnovers and they were still kind of playing ISO ball. Like you can see Tatum playing ISO ball. Jalen Brown playing ISO ball. Like, We need to stop playing iso ball because it's not good because what if, like, whenever you are in trouble and then you pass it to your teammates and they don't have the weather and they get cold? That's not going to be a good look. They got to stop playing iso ball. I know they're good one-on-one players, but come on. This is a team sport. You got to pass the ball around because... Boston Celtics, at their best, is passing the ball around, getting open looks, just feeding everybody, everybody touching the ball. That's what San Antonio Spurs were doing. That's what Golden State be doing. The Sacramento Kings with Chris Webber and them, they was passing the ball. Everybody get a chance to pass the ball around. Everybody gets a chance to touch the ball and get open shots. Boston, if they just do that, they'd be so much dangerous. Like, ugh. So hopefully we can get out of that funk of iso ball. Um That he had twelve turnovers. The Boston Celtics scored sixteen points off of it. Um, the first quarter was not great at all. Um, Tyler Hero and Bam was cooking, unfortunately. Um, Fifty-two rebounds. That's good because one of the things this season I was saying is that Boston rebounding is going to be like an issue, and. They they all it's it's like a really team it's like a much team effort just to go get these rebounds. Uh Drew Holiday and Al Hofer led the team in rebounds with 10 each. Porzingis had nine rebounds, Tatum had eight rebounds. So everybody's rebounding um and giving effort on rebound and being able to get it off the glass and take off. So this is this is really good. This is really good. Uh, Jalen Brown had a much better game than the first game because you seen in the first game he was struggling shooting the ball. He was making bad decisions with the basketball, and yeah, he wasn't taking he wasn't getting enough he wasn't getting enough shots like Nat was saying in the first game. But you could just tell that he was just like ball hogging the ball at times, and I didn't really like that. So in the second game, he still kind of did it a little bit, but you know, just for him to just be aggressive, but he did score 27 points and grab six or seven rebounds. So that that's good that Jalen had a bounce back game. Um, 68% from fr- uh, free throws. That's not good because we got to hit the free throws because it's charity, free charity. <laughs> this is free points. So we have to do a much better job of uh, hitting free throws. So yeah, 2-0 and o sounds really good being undefeated, but Boston can play better, it's going to take time to adjust. And hopefully they can click on all synodels, both offensively and defensively. Hopefully we don't blow leads. Hopefully we don't turn the ball over in crucial moments. Hopefully we don't play without food. As a saying like that will always be saying, hopefully we don't play without food because if we play without food, it's going to cost us a game, unfortunately. Um, Joe Mazzula, in an interview, he said that, We didn't play well in the fourth quarter, and then we took advantage of the white matchups. We definitely, I definitely agree with that, and um, yeah, we just have to, we just have to wait and see, and just see how better we can be. Um, Hopefully, we don't play to the level of our competition, because if we play to a level of our competition, then that's just going to smell trouble, and we need to play at our level, which is, you know, top two level, because we're top two in the East. We need to play at our level, not at somebody else's level. Um, like the Heat is not the same team like it was uh, last season, but they still can really um, be a tough team because if they be able to hit shots and be able to play defense and do what they need to, they still always a tough team because you don't know who's going to have a really good game. It could be Jimmy Butler. It could be Bam Adebayo, it. could be Tyler Hill, It could be Kyle Lowry. It could be. You know, Kevin Love could have had a good game or Duncan Robinson could have a good game. Um, So, you know, that that Heat team is always going to be tough. And this is we're going to see more against the Heat um, later on this season. So and hopefully we can play a whole lot better than this. But I'll take it. I will just go ahead and take it. Um, The next games uh, against the Washington Wizards, I feel like that's going to be an easy Celtics victory. Uh, the Indiana Pacers with Tyrese Halbin, they have been playing really phenomenal basketball. You know, a young team. Bruce Brown um, being added to the team. Obi Toppin being added. They still got Miles Turner. They got Buddy Healed. They got Benjamin Mathurin, who I'm been really impressed with. Um, so they got a really nice squad. But I feel like Boston really is going to dominate the Pacers. Um, just because like the Boston—it's the Boston Celtics, Market Bucks, and then whoever else. Like Boston is top tier in the east so i feel like that's not going to be a uh a close game against the pesos in my opinion now sometimes the pesos they do really shoot the lights out like they did last season against us in one game they shot the lights out and we lost so don't play with the food don't play with the food They play on a Saturday against the Brooklyn Nets, and I do like the Brooklyn Nets squad that they have. Uh, you know, healthy Ben Simmons, Mikael Bridges, who can ascend to all-star status, hopefully this year. Cam Johnson, Nicholas Claxton, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, So they got some really nice pieces over there with Brooklyn, and I feel like it's going to, like I said, Boston will beat the Brooklyn Nets. I don't think it's going to be a close game at all, in my opinion, though. So hopefully we can remain undefeated, and... um like I said, we just got to keep on putting the foot on the gas and be able to click on both sides. Like, it's there. The chemistry, there. That starting five, oh, my God. I feel like that they are going to be the best in the league, in my opinion, because how are you going to uh, go up the court? Like, if you're a guard and you see Derek White and Drew Holiday <laughs> uh, in that backcourt defensively, you're like, oh, Jesus. Like, you, you have to give the ball up quickly because they are so good and they hustle and they – like you do not want to mess with them. Like they will half court press you. Um, and then you gotta deal with Jalen Brown, then you gotta deal with Jason Tatum, then you gotta deal with Christoph Pozingas um in the paint. So that 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 starting five is dangerous. They are really dangerous. The bench, the bench is not great. The bench is not great. And hopefully Brad Stevens can make moves to be able to bring a quality player in to be consistent off the bench. Um that to score. Peyton Pritchell. It's not it, unfortunately. He can be inconsistent at times. Even make, uh, getting that $30 million deal, I'm like, okay. So if Peyton Pitchell wants a larger role. He needs to be consistent in that larger role. And I feel like him being a point guard, that's not going to walk out. He needs to be one of those guys to be open and shooting and being able to penetrate. He doesn't need to be the facilitator. Um, if Benton gets more playing time, he should be the facilitator. Um Luke Cornette. I'm not really hiring Luke Cornette. Like Luke Cornette had like maybe like maybe one or two moments, but I'm not hiring Luke Cornette. <laughs> so I don't know why they keep playing Luke Cornette. Uh hopefully they can play uh Kreda. Hopefully, that seven footer that they got. Hopefully he'll get some playing time because I feel like he's a lot better than Luke Cornette. Um and Foul trouble is going to be an issue for him, but he's going to do his job. He's going to get you some points. He's going to get you rebounds. He's going to play defense. So hopefully they'll play him a lot more than Cornette. Or Al Horford, you know what you're going to get from Al Horford. You're going to get him to be able to defend. He's going to rebound. He's going to lead that second team. He's going to mentor that second team. He's going to get into the corner and hit some three-point shots. You ain't going to be looking for him to be a consistent Al Horford or turning the back out all for every single game. You're going to get a guy that's probably going to get probably eight to 10 points off the bench. If you get eight to 10 points off the bench from out whole that's good. That's good. Um, Sam Housel, he's hot and cold. Like he could be hot one game. He'll be cold the next game. So the rotation has got to be a lot better in terms of Joe Mazzulla's coaching. Like hopefully he can coach and get the right rotations, but it's still early in the season. Um, so he's probably just trying out different rotations, but they're looking good. they are looking good and um hopefully we'll stay undefeated um this next uh this next episode. so just wait and see. Um, but yeah, this is uh episode two of the Celtics uh we run with JP and Nat. Definitely look out for uh Celtics We on the Hoop Space's YouTube channel. It's also gonna be on the Hoop Space's website, so please check it out. And then we'll definitely keep you informed because uh Celtics We want will be on streaming uh streaming platforms. We'll definitely we'll let you know when that's going to happen. So look for big things on Celtics We want We're talking all things Boston Celtics this season. We're trying to Give y'all the best content possible. Just look out for more episodes. We're going to have definitely our future guests on uh, talking Boston Celtics with us. And um, yeah, I'm JP and we'll see you guys later.